Welcome to Ideas Don't Bleed, a comics podcast presented by Ashcan Press and featuring Matthew Rosenberg and the Supple Boys, Ethan S. Parker and Griffin Sheridan. This is part two of our discussion with Zeb Wells on his career and his current run on Amazing Spider-Man. We hope you enjoy. When I've been reading your run, like that's something that I really noticed is like you do a really good balance of nodding to the past and then recontextualizing things, but also taking all of that and making something that feels fresh. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like... You know, when a book is 900 issues deep, like you sort of have to do that. You can't just be like, guess what? Now Spider-Man is this entirely different thing. And you can't just do a greatest hits record. And I think it has to be a recipe that uses, you know, parts of what's come before in new ways. And yeah. and, and I think you're really good at that. And, and that's sort of interesting. I wonder, really, for me, Spider-Man works best. And a lot of the Marvel Universe works best for me as street level. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I, I love street level heroes. I, yeah. I, you know, the Stanley world outside your window as a kid growing up in New York city, like that was such an important concept for me because it was always mm-hmm. like, well, I, I get that Galactus is cool, but like, you know, night thrasher is a guy I could see in my neighborhood. Like that's, <laughs> that seems so much cooler in some way. And yes, I'm going on record saying night thrasher is cooler than Galactus, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but I think, you know, like there are, there are tendencies when you're reinventing the wheel with Spider-Man and great ones to do, you know, your Spider-Verse, your, all these big ideas and you brought it back. You brought it back Mm -hmm. to, he's getting his ass kicked by gangsters. (laughs) Like, uh, and, and I love that. I love seeing it again and like refocusing, like that's the core of the book why like do you feel like that's the core of spider-man do you feel like that's your spider-man is that or do you want to take it i mean you don't have to tell us plans but like do you is this a slow build or is this like where's is this, all this going is what this you, cruising you, altitude you... <laughs> yeah. can you tell us what your last issue plot is? <laughs> <laughs> no i i do think that's spider-man hmm. i do think he works in all that stuff that you sure. listed. He, yeah. he did. He worked on the Avengers. He works in the Spider-Verse yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. But I do like that base to build on, that base yeah. of the street level stuff. And I think that I was very cognizant of that even back in those three Blizzard issues that you talk about, that, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to have Spider-Man face a Mayan god yeah. But how do we keep it Spider-Man and street level even right. in that? Mm-hmm. And and I but but I do I do think that is as that is my Spider-Man, the street level Spider-Man. I like yeah. that the best. I love those scenes in uh Craven's Last Hunt where yeah. like Mary Jane is just in their crappy apartment and she's depressed because Spider-Man yeah. hasn't come home yet and she's worried. Yeah. Like it's very like almost soap opera. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. and that's that's my favorite. And then with that you allow yourself to take that street level character and put him in fantastical situations, but you always wanted to bring the street level with him. You want him to bring the small human soap opera sure. with him. And I and with this 
book, I think that if, because it comes out twice a month, which is its mm -hmm. own thing, its own albatross, yeah, its right. own challenge. And if John Romita Jr. was drawing every issue of this, I think uh, naturally I, I would probably keep it a little more gritty street level. But yeah. it's kind of fun because you have Ed McGinnis coming on and drawing right. an issue. Yeah. And and I physically can't, and I don't I don't think it's a good idea no matter what. I physically cannot write a John Romita Jr. story for Ed McGinnis to draw. Right. Like that does yeah. not feel good to me. Like I only want to draw an Ed McGinnis story yeah. for Ed McGinnis to draw or something that I feel like his art is trying to tell. And of course, I'm not going to get that right but it makes it more interesting i think yeah when you're trying to do that so the different artists sort of allow me to go away from that street level for mm -hmm. certain stories sure sure i really liked the way that it kind of it like switches tone entirely between that first arc and then 900 because the first arc is so deliberately paced in a way that i really like and you have things like just the mask being bloodied the whole time and so it just has this mm -hmm. very visceral feel and then yeah 900 becomes so bombastic and crazy was that daunting like like all of a sudden switching into that big anniversary situation almost right away <laughs> yeah oh yeah for yeah. sure and then yeah. and then you know I, I it feels like it split the audience whether it, it you know whether you want to like do a big massive chapter of your big story <clears throat> or if you just want to celebrate and i don't know if i did it right or not but i just chose chose celebration i chose like trying to sure. come up with cool stuff for for ed to draw and and i mean and i also really wanted it to be a big long juicy story because i I don't know if you guys remember that, but when I was younger, just getting your hands on one of those annuals mm. and it was an actual, like, yeah. you know, it wasn't a bunch it's of a smaller tone. stories. It was just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you felt like you yeah. had finished a novel at the end yeah. and, and uh, deserved credit, you know? For sure. Well, I, I'll say, you know, Ethan and I were talking about 900, of course, when it, yeah. when it came out. First off, Ramita's art has been great the whole time. Uh, Ed absolutely knocks it out of the park Oof, in yeah. in 900. Yeah. There's so many great pages in there uh, that I feel like are already seared into into my mind. And yeah. we were talking about the the nature of an anniversary issue and the the nature of it being so early on in your run. And yeah, Twitter is fucking Twitter about it and is so split yeah. on what to do with an anniversary issue. Mm -hmm. And we were like, listen, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, some of slots stuff where 700, 800, those are all like these massive, you know, huge yeah. stories, huge moments for his yeah, yeah. for his overall thing. And then you have something like 900 that is just a smaller thing with a really fantastic idea. We loved, loved, loved everything involving the living brain, bringing oh back a, a, Ditko, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, a fun twist on like a Ditko era villain or something from the Lee Ditko stuff yeah. is like just always right up our fucking alley. And then when it all comes down, you know, it's an anniversary thing. We got to talk about what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. And yeah, Ethan and I both thought, we we did a podcast well. covering the Ditko stuff and and that that thing the way the the usage of the who is Spider Man question yeah really so was good like, uh. really smart. <laughs> thank you I'm glad I'm glad you guys liked it I I was I tried <laughs> yeah, <first. laughs> and I, I tried and I'm super happy with it. I'm I just think yeah as like a one off story I think it's super fun I love having that under my belt and then mm -hmm. with like 
70 pages of Ed McGinnis art. It's like, come on, come on. Fantastic. Come on. His Jonah is so angry. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's, um, I, I think, you know, obviously slots like decade long run, like you said, he's got so many ideas. It's, it's so full of different ideas, obviously. And then you have, um, something like Spencer's run where you can feel it going back to basics and more to a ground level sort of situation, um, especially towards the, the beginning of his stuff. And so, you know, between those two things, those are like the big sort of approaches you can have to a Spider-Man run. So how is it coming into this one after like we've already had a bunch of different crazy ideas and then the idea to go back to basics and then there's Zeb Wells Spider-Man run. Like, is that sort of like a, like, oh damn it, I would have, I would have done one of those things situation or are, is it again, just like <sighs> no plan. We're going in, let's fucking write the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. That's that. I think that's what I had to do, you know, as yeah. a defense mechanism, because also, you, you know, you talk about how many ideas Dan Slot has, Spencer is an idea factory too and oh, he's yeah. got like mm-hmm. he's got like 12 high concepts in issue mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> and he's also good at building building to these massive stories so it was almost like I had to bring it small because I'm not going to out big idea slot or Spencer and and you sure. have to like sometimes play your game you know and not yeah. not embarrass yourself by trying to outdo the guys that have that have done it, you know, that have yeah, done no. that have played their game and done played to their strengths. And so yeah. part of it was like, oh, I'm not going to win that battle. I'm not <laughs> I, I can't out big idea these guys. I just don't do that. And mm-hmm. and so I have to build I have to build this book around what my strengths are and then let the cards fall where they may. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And of I, course, right before this, Matt, please. Um, <laughs> fair. Fair. No, no, go ahead. go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, yeah, when I I I wrote five, I want to say five. Um, here we're gonna have the Spider-Man writers talk for a second. I wrote I think five issues of Amazing with with mm-hmm. Nick and Nick's run. Um, their dot some letters l l r there you go dot l r thank mm-hmm. you Griffin. Mm-hmm. we're back we're friends again um <laughs> and the uh, uh i i found that like yeah i found nick's scope because i'm working off his outline and his ideas and like the scope of it i was like oh i'm not this writer like i'm not mm-hmm. my brain doesn't work like this like i'm i'm much more gravitated towards the this the like dig into one idea and really tear it apart and he's more like well you're getting pulled in six directions and I feel like Spider-Man at that moment, I was kind of like, yeah, this, you need to be seeding things two, three years out in Spider-Man. Yeah. And, it's, and it's really like, it's really brutal and hard for me. But the thing I found most interesting about, about it. And like, I don't know if he was right or I was right, but we went back and forth because I was really driven to do the like quips to really do the jokes uh-huh. and like, you know, the nastier it gets, the more he's, making those jokes and i was dealing with a bunch of the like other spider characters and like who of who there is making the jokes and who isn't Mm -hmm. and and nick was like this is a really like a dark dark moment like you need to dial the jokes back and i was Mm -hmm. like that's not how it feels to me and like we went back and forth and like i mean he's a scholar of spider-man more than i and so i was like you know and it was his book so of course i deferred to him but I wonder for you, who who is funny and is a is a comedy writer and got your chops in comedy, like that balance for you, like where you're digging in and going, 
you know, doing more grounded stuff, doing more street level stuff, doing more core Spider-Man, like how do you know when to do the comedy and when not to? That's, that's yeah. the thing that I couldn't quite crack. I think it's a good barometer for me. And I like that it's there. <laughs> I like that he <clears throat> makes so many jokes because for me, it is there that you can turn down the jokes and suddenly you can tell it's serious. Suddenly yeah. things are, oh, oh shit, this is scary. Mm -hmm. And then let it be scary for a little bit and then kind of pull you out of it or show his bravery by sure. making a joke to snap yeah, yeah. himself out of it. And then, mm -hmm. then that's the light that shines through and he kind of goes towards that. So I do, I personally do like him stopping the quips if it gets scary enough. Yeah, but yeah. he's always got he, he he will always get back there as things brighten up a little. But I think you're I think everyone's different with that, Matthew. And yeah. I don't think you're wrong with 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 your idea. It's just it is a tightrope you're walking because you don't want him to be a psychopath. You don't want him to yeah. be a, a cartoon character, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the moment in your run when when Tombstone has him tied up in the basement. And then is like, I'm going to go kill Robbie and shoot all these people and stuff. And he stops the quips. I was like, oh, that hits really hard. Like, that, yeah, that yeah, really yeah, that hard. did hit hard. And, and Ramita's art helped and the, and yeah. the, mm -hmm. the lettering, Joe's lettering helped. Yeah. That suddenly, yeah, I, I really thought that was effective. And hopefully that doesn't sound gross to say, but I was the same way yeah. when I read the lettering. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, I'm kind of this isn't fun anymore. Yeah, right. Like this is yeah, exactly. fun. Sp Spider-Man, Mr. Jokey guy is like screaming at the, his begging and screaming yeah. right. for right. Uh, tombstone, not to keep, not to go out and kill people. That, yeah. That's been my favorite part of the run so far, I think has been Peter's voice because it, like he'll be legitimately very funny. But then like when it gets down to those moments, like a thing that stuck out a lot to me in the tombstone arc is him webbing up all of the thugs. And then, and then like he drops down from the ceiling and is like, sorry guys, I'm out of web fluid. Like, that's like such yeah. a great like that like yeah. serious peter is like a tone to hit and then funny peter is a tone to hit i think it's hard to balance that but i think it really does land mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i gotta i gotta give a shout out shout out to ramita jr there because that line you know that that all those beatings you know i i fully yeah. map those out because i feel like that's my job as a writer you know i don't turn yeah. in a script that isn't a script mm -hmm. um but then he's John Romita Jr. Like he's he can do whatever he wants with that action scene. Like this is Spider-Man beating up a bunch, and so he had he had moved that stuff around. And I just I think that's another thing that's come with doing this for a long time is when you see something moved around and not what you had in your head, mm -hmm. it's an opportunity now, and you just like it's easier to let it go because. Yeah. You, you, I just don't think you want what's exactly in your head, unless you're Alan Moore. I'm not Alan Moore. Uh, <laughs> I, I've had to make peace with that. Um, um, and, and whenever someone does something different, a lot of times it makes you write something different. And that that was one of those moments. And right. and I we found something that was like so much cooler, and like said yeah. something about Spider Man, like you said. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. That's always that. That's I think been another part of me enjoying this more as you take your hands off the reins a little bit, and yeah. you just let comics be what they're supposed to be, which is a little chaotic, a little sloppy, a little sure, um, you know, a bunch of people trying to get one thing done, which is fun. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like 
one of the things that I was curious about, and I think you touched on it a little bit, but, um, you know, you talked about getting your childhood ideas of Spider-Man out the first time you had the character and, and sort of being, you know, now coming to it with fresh eyes. Like, do you feel like you're telling, do you feel like your relationship to Spider-Man beyond just having gone through those stories at this point in your life is very different. Like, do you feel like when you look at the work where you're like, I couldn't have written this before, or is it just a, I wouldn't have had fun writing this before or like, you know, who you are now having returned and done all yeah. these other things. <clears throat> like, is that change Spider-Man for you? Are you. It, it must have because my, my writings changed. And when I go back and reread those old Spider-Man issues, or st stuff that I was doing in that time, I can still appreciate like how hard I worked at making sure every page had something interesting going on, that every issue had turns, and, and I was trying to pack it with as many ideas as I could. I never phoned in anything. Mm -hmm. But I also can see that I went too hard on some of these. Like there's, too, there's a few too many ideas, a few too many... Mm words like oh I, oh i thought getting one more joke in was or one more idea was so important so yeah. that i would look smart and they they, they would <laughs> never know that i don't know what i'm doing that i can feel <laughs> the tension mm -hmm. and i just i feel like my writing now is a little bit more freewheeling like it flows a little bit better i'm constantly taking mm -hmm. stuff out of the yeah. word balloons i'm constantly asking does this need to be here i want I do want my comics to be over before you know it. I want you to be mm -hmm. like, oh God, that was that was quick. You know, yeah, I never want them sure. to feel like homework. I want them, I, I just want you to blow through them. And, and to that end, I don't want to fill, so here's a concrete way it's changed it. I do not want to fill pages with captions that are in, internal monologues yeah. <laughs> of spider-man explaining exactly where he's at you know i want yeah. john ramita jr to show you where he's at right and, yeah and one little line or, or one little look or something to show you where it's at and and those captions are such a big part of spider-man that i still use them and i use yeah. and and i don't think i'll ever stop using them i flirted with stopping using them but i and, and sometimes you need them they're useful yeah. but but I'm not trying, I am not trying to show people that I'm a smart writer anymore. I am not trying to fill up pages with text that okay. people are going to, uh, you know, like, so look how much work this guy's doing. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that anymore. I want everything to be sparse, read easy. And, you know, like just, just a vibe of we're all <laughs> relaxing and having fun here. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never I've never heard someone say the thing that I think a lot of writers feel, which is you said like, oh, I want it to be over before you mm -hmm. know it. And it's such a weird, intangible thing, because like the negative spin on that is like I paid money for this and it and nothing it. happened or yeah. Or, yeah. Yes. Or it was just like, yeah. oh, I paid money for nine minutes of my life or whatever. Yeah. However, you know, like but I think there is something to the like getting caught in the moment that right. that you're speaking to of like just being lost in it very quickly and 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 just the immersion i remember and like wrapping up while everybody's still having a great time like knowing yeah. when to yeah yeah yeah, it's yeah, like that yeah. Seinfeld George Costanza that he like he makes the <laughs> yeah, joke and then whenever right. last he's like good night and just walks yeah, out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember years ago when I first got on Twitter, uh, someone was yelling at at 
at Brian Bendis about <laughs> how fast they read an issue of one of his books, which is funny because his books uh -huh. are very talky. But like uh -huh. someone was like, I read this so fast and I paid money for it. And I remember just thinking, like, this is the kind of guy who goes to a restaurant and asks them to burn his steak because it takes him longer to chew it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. not, it, like the time you spend with something is is immaterial. It's the yeah. it's, it's yeah. how you leave it, how you feel That's when wild. you leave it. And yeah. and I I really love that that you were like, yeah, I want him to be over before you know it. It's like such a smart way to think about the yeah. character. And it, it and it is book. a balance because I I do still want it to be like. Like that is in no way saying it should have been fast for me to write, you know, like oh, I want sure. it to be heavily, heavily worked, worked right. again and again and again. So that yeah. those pages that are reading fast are giving you a lot of story. Yeah, um, totally. yeah. yeah you're, you're, yeah, you're right. I just felt the need to defend myself. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I really like it because I think that I feel like people, that is something that people feel a lot writers that like, what do I want people to feel when they when this ends like how do i want it and mm -hmm. i i think a lot about like i mean i think i've even talked about it on the very few episodes of this podcast but like like robert kirkman or brian k vaughn like mm -hmm. their page 20s their last pages always leave you like you put the book down and you're anxious and you're like fuck yeah, i need yeah. to know what happens they are and so it, good at that they they're so, so good, good at, at it and like there's a lot of people who are are master of that but there's something to the whole book of just like the way it moves having an urgency and a right. lot of that is through editing through cutting back and cutting back yes, and i i yes. feel that i feel that in in your book very well that like you know like the the tombstone peter in the limo scene i was like these guys i could read you i my thought my thought was like you're so good at the banter you're so good at the dialogue i was like oh, i could read pages of this and then when it ends <laughs> you're like oh that was perfect like that was it like yeah. you, you, you yeah, got yeah. right to it it's funny it's great and then it's over and and there's no fat on the jokes there's no fat on the scene it's just smooth and clean and i i really it's it's a real skill and it's nice to hear you be like, yeah, I've sort of leaned into that and learned from that. Like that's a, yeah. that's a exciting thing as a writer to, to see other writers like mm -hmm. growing after all this time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've got one more question. Um, Mary Jane's got kids. Now I'm obviously not going to ask you what's going on, what you're up to. Pete's kissing on black cat. My question is, uh, Spider-Man's a very romantic character. He's a very soap opera character. He's got a lot of love interests. He he, he gets around. Uh, what what is what do you like to see from that? What do you want from that? Like because I feel like everybody has a different motivation. They go into Spider-Man wanting to see from him romantically. And yeah. where does your interest lie with that part of the character? What like what do you go into Spider-Man stories and into writing them, hoping to see from that area of the character? I guess I do want chaos in a soap mm -hmm. opera way. I want chaos. I want happiness and sadness and uh, all of it. And I think this was just a way, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because I think if, if someone was ever going to write the last Spider-Man story, <clears throat> mm -hmm. Spider-Man and Mary Jane should absolutely ride off into the sunset together sure. and, and be married. We're just living in a world where that story will never be written. Like, yeah. like there will, yeah. there is not going to be a last Spider-Man story. So this stuff is going to be yeah. like cycles, yeah. you know. And and I think, yeah, I just I wanted to try something different, and I wanted I don't know. It's all I guess I would rather write 
Peter and Mary Jane trying to be together or not being able to, you know, then then being together. And I do think that, and I grew up with them married, so I don't have a problem with that. Like if they were married, I would certainly write that. But you do find that when they were married, there were Mm -hmm. a lot of trips Mary Jane was taking. There were a (laughs) lot of jobs. A lot of getting kidnapped for months at a time. Yeah, Yeah, for months (laughs) at a time. It's like... It's, it's a real be careful what you wish for situation because yeah. you, you find yourself, oh, this, oh, we wrote Spider-Man a happy ending. Oh, shit, this story does not end. Right. Okay, so mm-hmm. now this, now that, now this. And so yeah. this is just one of those now this is. Yeah, and, right. and again, I want to be very clear that um, I'm, I'm trying to play a little uh, dangerous here. I'm, I'm trying uh-huh. to play like... I wanted to take the brakes off a little bit. I've lived my entire life and my entire writing career not pissing anyone off online. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. it's just people are kind of like, "Oh, that's that's fine. That's fine. Okay, yeah. he's not he's being inoffensive." Another mm-hmm. inoffensive Zeb Wells comic, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be offensive at all, but I tried to just be like, "Okay, that could be interesting." Let's go see if it's interesting. I could be fucking up massively here um, (laughs) and I'll have to eat that shit if I am, but let's, let's just see what's over here. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. But I guess my answer to that is as, as painful and chaotic and soap opera as possible with, you know, little wins, little, like, like little wins for Peter in there along the way. Yeah, for sure. I think let's, let's end it on a, on just a fun Spider-Man question, one that we that we like to ask ourselves from time to time, and other big Spider-Man fans and and folks that have worked on the character, just top of your head, no thought about it. You get to take one Spider-Man piece of media, whatever it is, a comic, a movie, one of the TV shows, whatever it is. Like, what are you taking to the grave? Pretty much, what's the oh, one wow. thing that you yeah. could? Uh, Zeb Wells, Amazing Spider-Man, number one. <laughs> <laughs> and I can study it and celebrate it. That's right, uh, the way it deserves. <laughs> I. Th- that's a really tough question. I want to say. I want to say Amazing Spider-Man Annual 1 because I, where he fights the Sinister Six because I do feel like that contains Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah, yeah. about Spider-Man is contained in that. I, mm-hmm. I reread it before I did my run, just expecting it to be a fun little silly story, but it, it just has everything in it. It has Peter losing mm-hmm. his powers, but choosing to go fight the Sinister Six anyways, even though... He's almost certainly <laughs> going to die, mm-hmm. you know, but, yep. but he does it anyways. Cause he's, you know, being Spider-Man is more than just having those powers. He doesn't give For up sure. ever. And then it's got all those villains and it's got the, him messing up his private life because of his superhero life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I really love that, that first Punisher comic. Oh, I read yeah. where I think it was Spider-Man and Punisher team up against Moses Magnum. Mm. Okay. But you can pick one Zeb Wells. <laughs> I know. I know. We'll just we'll just write down that you said Spider-Man uh, dot LR trade paperback. Right. Yeah. That'll be yeah. Okay, got it. Matt, uh, what about you? What would you say? Uh, I would say something really sacrilegious and horrible that'll get me in trouble. But oh, okay. I would I would say the first arc of Ultimate. 
Spider-Man. Yeah, of course. Mm. Right, we'll, 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 we'll bleep it. What's the sacrilegious one? <laughs> no, that's the sacrilegious one. I feel like people oh, that's are the like, sacrilegious yeah, I feel one. like oh, you're no. supposed to pick something for Amazing, but I no, 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 to no. me, Ultimate, like I loved Amazing before Ultimate started, but when Ultimate started, I was like, oh, this is mine. Like I felt ownership yeah, over it in a yeah. way. Yeah, ult- Ultimate's kind of our jam as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's quite a, quite a run, man. That was yeah. fantastic. It's my, fa- it's my favorite superhero, like long superhero run in, in yeah, all comics, yeah. for sure. That's my first comic as well. Somebody gave it to me on the playground and first grade <laughs> oh yeah, that's, yeah. Cool. that's awesome well zeb thank you for your time i know you have an important uh massage to get to or <laughs> yeah uh, gotta something. loosen up guys swimming mm-hmm. lessons whatever mm-hmm. it is uh but thank you so much for for joining us and hanging out and it's as always a pleasure to see your lovely face do you want to tell our billions of listeners billions. where they can find you online and yell at you and all those things mm-hmm. a lot of those are bots some of them are people yeah. They're, most, they're mostly Russian bots, but they'll yell at you <laughs> just the same. I am on Twitter at, at Zeb Wells, but feel free to ignore me. There's nothing hot going on over there. Uh, okay. My Instagram is a wasteland. But right. check out Amazing Spider-Man if you're into that sort of thing. She-Hulk is coming out. I wrote on that. That's oh, great. The, uh, the show. Fun. Yeah, the show. Clarify. The show. Yes, the show. The, the mm-hmm. television show. So. Yeah, we didn't talk. I, about I wrote that. this the seventh episode. I think the fourth one just came out. So stay That's tuned. Awesome. Do you want to tell us what yeah. happens in it so we can spoil it? I don't think I should. No, <laughs> that's fair. Well, that's fair. I'm trying to make this um, interesting, but uh, this was wonderful, Zeb. You're a you're a hero to men and women across the world, <laughs> and we love you. And thank you so much for hanging out. Love you guys. Thanks for the uh, thoughtful questions. It was great hanging out. And that brings us to the end of our discussion with Zeb Wells on his career and his current run on Amazing Spider-Man. If you haven't already, make sure you go follow Zeb on Twitter at Zeb Wells to see everything he's got cooking up. To get the latest episodes of this podcast, as well as news, giveaways, and even comics delivered straight to your inbox, go to ashcanpress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll be back next week with another wonderful guest. And in the meantime, you can write to us at ideasdontbleedpod at gmail.com or tweet to Matthew Rosenberg at ashcanpress on Twitter, me at tales to astonish or Griffin at Griff Sheridan. We'll include some of your correspondence on the show, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And big thanks to Summer People for our theme song, Where's the Poison? Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Where is-